Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I'm your host, Steve Sesnick, and I'm joined this evening by... The Reverend Joe Laporta. And... Carlos Ramirez. <laughs> What's going on, guys? The no nickname. Yeah. Now, no, no, Carlos, no nickname Ramirez. Carlos, no nickname. <laughs> that's very meta. Joe, that's, Joe has, that's very millennial. I like it. Joe has the only nickname here, so I don't know if we got to do something Man, about Steve, that. Steve, you have but, nicknames. We just haven't told you. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> um, so, how's everybody going? Everybody have a good weekend? What, obviously, I think we all watched the Super Bowl, right? Uh, I know I did. Uh, was there a Super Bowl this weekend? There was a Super Bowl this weekend. I, and I, I think I might have been the only other person that wasn't a Patriots fan that was very excited to watch that Super Bowl. Were you yeah. really? Dear God, why? I placed some prop bets, and I put $5 down on there being 20 points or less score, uh, combined. Oh, nice. And it nice paid bet. 50 times over. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I was sitting there in the fourth quarter going, please don't score. <laughs> Well, that so, yeah, you your wish was granted. Uh, the kids, I'd, have, I'd have lost five bucks to watch the Patriots lose, but eh. yeah, I know. So I don't and, have five bucks. So yeah, and in transparency, for transparency's sake, here I, I am the Patriots fan on the on the podcast. Boo! I know, right? I'm me and Carlos well, like a real team. Yeah, the Giants. Uh, well, so <laughs> what was actually kind of funny? I uh, I got last place in my fantasy league. And oh damn! I, as yeah, as my punishment. I had to wear a Patriots jersey for the Super Bowl because the <laughs> winner of the league was a Patriots fan. Love it. So he hands me a Wes Welker jersey, and I get this huge smile on my face because I'm like, thank you so much. He's like, wait, hold on. You're not supposed to like this. I was like, what's great is that Wes Welker actually won the Giants a Super Bowl when he dropped a wide oh, yeah. open pass no, in trust the fourth me. quarter. Uh, trust so. me. I. Everybody talks about you know talked to him for the longest time about Wes Welker being like oh he's this you know the great slot receiver and they and they pass to him all the time. Julian Edelman is like a million times better than Wes Welker. That dude actually that dude's way more clutch. He catches in the in the big moments. So yeah, yeah I, I was I was happy to see Wes Welker does, go. And he also does PEDs, so obviously he's much yeah. better than all the other ones. Yeah, obviously. I mean, whatever. <laughs> he only got suspended for four games this season. Yeah, it was only four, you know, but, you know, th- whatever. It's only four. I mean, you know, lots of other guys have, uh, was it, I think, uh, Junior Seau, he got he got suspended for PEDs. I think Ray uh, Lewis did, didn't he? One the, point? The, no, Ray Lewis got suspended for stabbing folk. Oh, well, okay. What would you rather have him do? Have, have, him take some, have him take some drugs or stab people? I think I'll, you know. Whatever. I mean, one gives you a competitive advantage on the field that one doesn't. So, I mean. <laughs> well, really? If somebody thinks you're going to stab a motherfucker, they might not run at you so hard. Uh, <laughs> I'd be scared of them. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I also got a new TV this weekend. So, actually, we're staring at it right now. It's 65-inch OLED. I'm not staring at all of it. I can't see all of this angle. It's, yeah, we're kind of close. I just, like, turn my head. Yeah. Just lean back a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, I did not get to watch the Super Bowl on my brand new television because I unfortunately work at a CBS affiliate TV station and uh, I had to be there for the Super Bowl. All hands on deck. Yeah. So, I, I got the new TV in time to not watch it on the Super Bowl. Well, you know, if I told you you didn't, it's always next year. Wouldn't believe me. Yeah. No, I definitely watched the game. I just didn't get to watch it on my new TV. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Hate is going to hate, and I yeah. got stock in Haterade. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, 
All right. So this week we uh, wanted to talk about uh, hyperspace, the hyperspace format in general, the upcoming hi hyperspace trials. Um, it's a, it's going to be a, it's just a big topic of conversation in general, um, because it's going to be kind of shaping, shaping the meta of, of what most players are going to be able to get to and have access to tournament wise over the next, um, you know, three or four months here. So Carlos, what are your, what are your initial thoughts here? I, I, I know you're been, you've been testing some rebel lists. What, what do you think about the rebels and where they stand in hyperspace right now? I think that they pulled out way ahead after this points update. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I, well, before we get started, Joe, aren't we forgetting something? Oh, we are indeed. Oh, uh, God. Hey, Steve, what you drinking, man? I am drinking a Sam Adams cold snap. That is what I'm drinking. Is it actually cold? Because it came out of my trunk. It's cool. It's cool? <laughs> yeah, it's cool enough. <laughs> Carlos, what you drinking, man? All right, so yeah, mine is a little themed on this episode. Uh, it's called The End of the World. Because it's basically well, how everybody's reacting right now <laughs> about the hyperspace <laughs> format. So uh, and the world, uh, that's it's a Belgian triple ale, which is delicious so far. What brew is that? Uh, it's uh, it's it's actually an international beer, so it's uh, all the way from Belgium. Nice, very nice. See, uh, we got one user comment that apparently we're not loose enough for this. So because this is all about the fans, I want to make them happy. I'm actually double fisting tonight. I've got a Boston lager in one hand and a Bavarian lager in the other one. And then I opened up a third one, you know, just to be fresh and ready. So, uh, <laughs> and, yep. and when you run out, we've got some, I think we still have some Sam 67 in the, uh, in the refrigerator. <laughs> Special edition. <laughs> Special edition 67. It's like the Patriots winning. It's bass awkward. All right. <laughs> but it happens all the time. So yeah, there you go. Ain't life <laughs> all right. Well, Joe. All right. Back on top. Right? Back on top. Bottoms up. You got the clink himself there. I didn't even have to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. Classy. I'm self-sufficient. Yeah. I'm a self-sufficient From Jacksonville, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Rebels. Just, because my uh, wife never up. listens to this. He's single, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Seriously, yeah. she doesn't listen. <laughs> uh, those uh, Falcon point drops, uh, obviously, uh, make some really, really good uh, for hyperspace format. Um, the Y wings dropping down as well. So, did the Rebels really lose anything in the point change other than torpedoes? Not that torpedoes weren't a big part of their list, but like, what else did they lose? What else went up in point value? Supernatural reflexes on Luke, maybe, but I don't think yeah. they were doing that. <clears throat> no, and yeah, if we're talking about the hyperspace format in particular, almost nothing. I mean, everything got better, uh, if anything. Um, obviously, the X wings staying the same uh, just kind of keeps that level field where um like we mentioned in the last podcast those other x-wings um are just much more enticing now thane is much more enticing bigs now um so you can kind of set up a list with cheaper options opens up the door for more upgrades or or just better combinations yeah what do you think about the uh the a-wing getting that extra talent slot too I think it's great. Um, yeah, but obviously, yeah, in the context of like hyperspace, unfortunately, yeah, the A wing's not in it. I don't think the A wing's going to be able to compete with the resistance A wing because it's so much better with oh, the yeah. turret, uh, with the ability to. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, they have the kind of that PTL auto thrusters kind of uh, ability as well. But um, Arvel is nice, you know, uh, that that extra talent sl slot. Can you put intimidation twice on it and trigger twice? 
Can you put which ones? Intimidation. Intimidation. That's you yeah. run into something, you uh, get to reduce its agility. Yeah, he's the guy that gets yeah, yeah. into somebody. Can <laughs> you just put tack two on it and just call it a day? Uh, that's a good question. Man, that's a fantastic question. Now, Steve's going to sure. look it up, but while he's doing that, I'm going to like totally derail the conversation. So, uh, Keyforge is an entirely different game by FFG, and I'm not going to talk about that much on this podcast other than, Carlos, do you realize there is a... Because in Keyforge, there's unique decks, right? And they have unique names. Have you seen this at all yet? Yes. There's one called, and I swear to God I didn't make this up, Biggs, the Pointlessly Brilliant, <laughs> is an actual Keyforge deck name. I thought that was the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Uh, have I told you guys this story when I uh, went to Star Wars Celebration? No. No. Uh, it was like two years ago when it was in Orlando, and I'm literally waiting in line, actually. Uh, we took a photo op with um, uh, Hayden Christensen, obviously, uh, Anakin, and then uh, the guy who plays Palpatine, I, I forget it. His uh, real name. Right uh, now, it's but. Ian something, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, and God, we're waiting so in line, and all of a sudden, this guy walks up to us, and he's like, hey, guys, how you doing? And we told her around, and it's the actor who played Biggs in no Star kid. Wars, Jeez. and we're all is losing our minds. Uh, no. Oh. Mustache is gone. Man, but uh, it was so fun. crazy, because we were just sitting there, was like, dude, you don't understand how popular you are in this tiny <laughs> little X-Wing community. Because that was back in the day where Biggs was all over the place. Like, he oh, was yeah. in every single Rebel list. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty cool experience. So, yeah, you can't put multiple of the same talent on on anybody. I think, and you know what, I think now I remember this, that uh, they added that rule into the base set where basically everything's limited. So, like, the, like remember, like, the old limited keyword? Mm-hmm. So I think they they basically made that like a, a a base rule now. You can't double up on upgrade on the same upgrade on or something like that. Well, it was worth a shot, but we kind of derailed a little bit. Obviously, the A wing, uh, yeah, yeah, hyperspace. Yeah. So yeah, so let, if we get to the basics, obviously uh, hyperspace format. Uh, there's a limited amount of ships for every faction. Uh, for rebel, there's the X wing, Y wing, uh, YT thirteen hundred, and. The U wing, the one everybody forgets. The U wing. The U wing. Oh, is that because it's the last? Thing it's in out. hyperspace because it's an actual because it was an actually. Saws. Yeah, Saws Renegades was a dual 1.0, 2.0 pack. So right. that is kind of a weird anachronism right there, though. It's like, isn't it that one and the Reaper is also in it because the Reaper came out in the last one? Yeah, that's correct. Oh. Yeah. So and then to continue off of that, the Empire has Reaper, uh, the Tie Advance, um, the Tie Fighter, um, and they also included the Tie Striker. Uh, which is looks like it's going to be coming out in Wave Three. Yeah, well, I guess it's only an anachronism in like the game sense because I suppose Rogue One coming right before Episode Four, so it's basically Rogue One and Episode Four. Yeah, pretty much. Is that what we're looking at? Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of what it more or less comes out to. But well, the First Order's in there too, I guess. Yeah, I mean, First Order and Resistance so are in there. My whole theory shot. Your whole your whole theory <laughs> shot. Yeah. And then for Scum, well, uh, shit, Joe. well that and like the, that and Slave One. Is in there, and that it didn't in show that up until Empire. Somewhere, sure. It wasn't in, it wasn't in uh, Rogue One. I'm sure it's an Easter egg in there somewhere. Well, I'm yeah. Go find proof at home. We go in the illegal. Is place it like what, what was they, it? They, like, had, uh, they had Rebels Easter eggs in uh, Rogue One. I know. They, yeah, they're yeah, oh, Hera yeah. and Dula. They're like uh, Commander Hera and Chopper. You can see Chopper like rolling around in the background in one of Get the shots. Chopper. Too. Yeah. So. Hmm. I'll have to go look for it. I bet it is there. I bet when they're leaving Jetta, when you say like Ponda Bob and Dr. E, I bet they're like, hey, Boba Fett, what's up, bud? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, we are a sidetrack city. <clears throat> yeah, right. Uh, so to keep on going beard. on the um, <laughs> ships that are in hyperspace on Scum, 
we have the YT-1300, uh, the Escape Craft, the Fang Fighter, uh, the Fire Spray, and the modified uh, TIE Fighter, the Mining Guild uh, TIE. Hmm. And then uh, First Order and Resistance, basically almost everything goes uh, for hyperspace, with the one exception being the Biohexacrypt codes uh, for the First Order. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. But everything, uh, as far as those two, are all completely in the format. Which aren't nearly as broken now that they took the talent slot away from Null, but... <laughs> I think they're future proofing, maybe. I yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's just not in hyperspace. I mean, it's not. The, I don't know. If there's anything that future proof at the moment. I know they took the talent away from Null to future proof, but, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about the taking away the talent slot from Null. Actually, now that I think about it, I, I, I feel because I kind of feel like first order is a little bit behind, and like Null was kind of the one piece you could, you know, rely on. You could rely on a little bit, and, and they he did was, get buffed with like one of their four ships. They have what, four ships total, and like one of them got a point drop across the board. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good. Yeah, and, 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 and we and, talked about it last week. It's not like hyperspace numbers changed a lot, so like to have a quarter of your ships drop in point cost seems significant to me at least. Yeah, it is, and the the silencer was definitely hurting. It was, I, I mean, I, I played some I played some silencer and stuff since it, the first order stuff came out, and it 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 just felt overpriced. Um, so it kind of watching it on the board, it kind of looked like an old school defender. You're like great stats, you know, yeah. decent capabilities. The maneuver is a little bit weird, but like still good. But just and the point Noel, cost didn't do it. For Noel, they could have done, you know, kind of the same thing that there was supernatural reflexes and just said, hey, at I-7, he gets a squad leader at 30 some points. Yeah. Uh, but that would be funky, though, considering his initiative changes. Uh, yeah. That might have been one of the reasons they did that is that. They'd rather not have to explain yeah, how his ability works. I mean, they um, could have just done a really specific nerf on there and been like, this costs X number of points unless you put on somebody that's seven because he starts at seven. You know what I mean? It's like, specifically, you just can't put it on this guy. It's effectively banned on this guy. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's it's rough it's on like him. It's like six points every belt. It's 40 points if you're initiative seven. You're like, what the hell? No one's initiative seven? Oh, right, that guy. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I definitely like the fact that they dropped the silencers. I think that's going to be super helpful there because w- when you're talking about it, a four ship faction like this i mean it's the entire faction not in not even just the hyperspace format but it's it's very limiting and every ship really has to be able to pull its weight and make be useful in a squad because you're probably going to be using uh, at least a, at least two or three of the different of the four different ships if not all, if not all four even but um it, it, the the silencer felt just overcosted to to be able to make anything you know make stuff work you couldn't get enough good stuff the in with a silencer more, yeah. well i mean it's funny that you say that they're behind because we're going to talk about this in the second half no, right before the second half right where we where we schedule talking about the fact that they have one of the more abusive builds in the format well we can go talk about it now if oh, we want to cats out of the bag yeah why not i mean let's so you know everybody's talking the about the uh, the triple upsilons these days um Especially boogeyman, yeah, the bo- the bo- the hyperspace boogie, boogie, boogeyman boogie, boogie, boogie. with triple epsilon. So, um, you know, this is kind of the one thing that's make that might make the first order not a weak faction overall. Um, it's kind of a weird trick thing, but it's a thing that's that's going to exist, um, and you're going to see it at hyperspace tournaments for sure. Um, so, <laughs> how do we feel about this overall? Uh, one, it didn't get any point nerfs, um, which was kind of su- kind of surprising. 
that they didn't. It came so late, though. It did. It, it, yeah. I mean, you're talking about the first order came out what in December, and then you. I mean, you're talking about the, the way that I I feel like FFG's been working now with Disney, etc. You know how it all works out. I mean, they have to put all their stuff in writing, good to go, get it approved. You know, way before they actually want to, you know, uh, release it. I just don't think that they there was ever any playtesting that was able to get done to notice that this was a problem. Um, now there is something very slight that they can do. You know how in the tournament regulations it limits you to eight small ships. Yeah, or eight ships. Eight total? ships total. Yeah. If they just go, well, you can only field two large ships at the most. Problem solved. Yeah. I think it has some ripple effects, though, because there are other things that I might consider playing three big ships of. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know. I mean, at one point, Triple Fire Spray was a list back in 1.0 at one point. Yeah. But those are medium bases now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's not as many large base options for one, and all the ones that do exist are Is fairly a, expensive to the point where it's hard. Is Master still large base? Um, yes. Yeah. Or Iggy's uh, actually, still large yes. base. No, they... Iggy's are mediums. Iggy's are medium? Yeah. Okay. And apparently you can play three of those together now. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> that on some podcasts. Yeah, in the, in the point update. Some drunk guy was talking about that the other day. All right. So, I mean, yeah, you could do it that way. That's, you know, it feels like there's heavy-handed ways they can fix some of this stuff, but I already feel like they used the heavy-handed answer to things to nerf that uh, Rourke Dash list. They yeah, made bizarre rulings to justify the fact that no, you oughtn't be doing dumb shit. Well, bizarro. I, I don't Punch actually think. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think the. Res, I actually don't think. Just the, like in the movies. Yeah, I don't actually think the ruling was that bizarre. I actually think that's what the ruling should have been in the first place. It was bizarre because they changed it from what they already said. It was a. It was an FAQ'd ruling to begin with that they reversed, and they knew what the consequences of it were when they made it that way in the first place. So, uh, that was that was a. <laughs> to me, was just a really just weird weird thing it's like they knew what they were doing when they made that ruling and to allow you know han to shoot uh after the uh you know after stuff but it was like you know what you're doing there people were asking it for a reason for me it just feels like an inelegant solution because like that whole thing could have been answered with a simple no like by the way can i do this to do this to do this and the yeah. ffg should have just been like no, and then just walked away. Like not even like yeah, not even clarified, not even justified. I mean, like no, and then well, we're done. Well, yeah, I mean, let's be. And, and you know what? I, I'm even fine with just the straight up answer of you know, Han always shoots first. There you go. It's thematic. <laughs> so you really want to like introduce that to a bunch of nerds? Be like, hey, uh, what do you think about Han shooting first? I'm sure they'll be like, oh, that's a done deal. Yeah, and yeah. Walk away. Yeah. Don't have anything else to say about that? Yeah. What are they gonna say? There's no argument to that. That's that's the ultimate argument when when it comes to Han related Man, things. You gotta lose friends over that. You can be like, there's no argument over that. And like somebody that's only see, like started with the prequels would be like, oh, I, I saw you lose movie. I think you lose more first. friends. Like, well, I got one less friend. What's that? You'll lose more friends if you introduce him to Dash Work as their first list against X. <laughs> <laughs> did that did that list get any fun cute names? Which, by the way, I hate all fun, cute names. Oh, uh, you'll hate the list that it, the name that it got. Uh, actually, give me one second. I'm gonna take a good long swig here. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna finish both these beers. Then you tell me this thing. I'm not gonna okay. Like. <laughs> There's the but yeah, in general, uh, in case uh, any of our listeners don't know what it is, it's a triple upsilon list. This is basically the basic uh, basis is dormants, which lets you deploy at range <sighs> two from. Uh, him as soon as you put put him down on the table, 
uh, you either have at least two or three ships with hyperspace tracking data, which allows you to start with either a focus or a token on every single ship. And then you have two other upsilons. Some people like Tafson because he has the, when you shoot at him, he gets a free action. Um, or you just basically plop two Starkiller-based pilots and just go to town. So you place those guys halfway down uh, uh, up across the board. You get to place them all at initiative six. And you nuke the one ship that you want off the board as soon as you can. Yeah. So basically just a huge alpha strike list. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it also is defensive too. It's it's. Oh yeah, you very, have like thirty six very... life on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. You not only that, but you stop. Yeah, you have a reinforce. You have an evade token. You have a focus token, um, and then I mean, sometimes you have three of them. You have two evade tokens uh, with the hyperspace tracking data. So all of a sudden, you're you have free evades. That that's just basically accounts for more shields if you have reinforce and a lot of stuff. A huge alpha strike can net you basically five or six shield damage um even if like the opponent rolls nothing but hits so it's just uh, it's feel uh, like very hard to get through not having played against that, i even feel like you know i don't even know if you need the extra defense because i feel like your opponent's going to be using actions to defend themselves from this massive alpha strike yeah instead of trying to be offensive on it so it's like that sometimes the best defense is a good offense and yeah. people are starting to realize that, which is uh, something that we'll talk about here pretty soon. Yeah. And it's, it's just very hard because of the way it sets up. It creates this kind of almost unavoidable joust, which is what it's the best at with just the sheer amount of dice it has and the sheer amount of health it has. So it's, it, it, that, I think that's, the, that's where it's so good, and that's where it's going to create, I think, a lot of controversy is, is just that it's, it's very good at what it does, and it, it does it in a very singular, efficient way. <laughs> but um, and it's just it's just so much health to chew through. That that thirty six health is, it really is almost like you're just daring your opponent to like figure out how to chew through thirty six health in 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 a game in in seventy five minutes. And that's that's kind of what it is. I mean, I like it. Uh, you say in seventy five minutes, but I feel like the alpha strike shortens games immensely. Yeah, I mean. You just develop an early advantage, and then you, the impetus is on you to win, not on you know the impetus is on you to not lose rather than having yeah. to win. Yeah, with that being able to set up forward like that, and like if you set up a couple of range one to the you know those two forward ships or range one on something the first turn, that's ten dice coming that thing's way with probably a focus and a target lock on it um, on both shots. That's bad news. Yeah, that's real bad news. I mean, there's not much, there's very little in this game that is going to survive that at the moment. <laughs> so you obviously need to be, you know, if you're fa if you're faced up against this thing, you need to figure out how to not let that happen to you. But um, if you do let it happen to you, you're just going to get smoked right off the board. So I've mentally prepared myself. What was the Rourke uh, dash list called? <laughs> it's called, uh, it was called Double Tap Dash. Fucking hot garbage. <laughs> oh, somebody should be ashamed of themselves if they're Joe, not already. Joe, Joe, Joe has oh, a long-standing yeah. hatred of the term double tap, but that's. I have like trigger upon trigger upon trigger and explain yeah. just things I wish people would stop calling things. <laughs> like, I I can't even get into it. I, yeah. You know, we're gonna do a rant segment at the end of one of these episodes. They promised me I could do that. That was like my cost to be on this podcast oh, yeah. i really wanted to but i like i pretended so i negotiated I was like can i do my own like segment at the end where i just talk about how much i hate things they're like yeah that'd be funny i'm like yeah you should fly against triple upsilons in your next x-wing game yeah oh, that'll give you all kinds of stuff to rant about 
<laughs> I actually don't think I'm going to hate that one. You know why? Because you know what I always want from X-Wing game? Brevity. <laughs> it, it will be brief. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one way or the other. <laughs> it feels yeah, you, like I won't have to sit here very you, long. You can make it a very brief game. I'm like, I have like perpetual swamp ass. It's like one of those things where I can't sit at the table too long or just, <laughs> it's just going to get moist. <laughs> going to get moist in here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's an awful lot of moisture here. <laughs> it's like Decola down there. <laughs> yeah, did, can't you get your ship out, eh? <laughs> did you guys see that thread yet from the uh, forums? Which one? It said what? Uh, they said what's the one line that you always use uh, when you're playing X-wing? Uh, Backdoor, a uh, good idea. From the, yeah, from the uh, from the TV show. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sorry, the TV show, uh, including the TV shows, but the uh, the movies and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So I guess. Uh, Joe's line would be there's an awful lot of moisture in here yeah <laughs> <laughs> something's chewing up the power cables <laughs> um, oh man this is actually my I favorite my episode so far here. yeah no yeah. That, like my entire my, I'm just playing spoiler here alright so we're talking about hyperspace here we're talking about generally I mean because we have five factions we need to look at and kind of balance you know what's good what's bad what's indifferent I mean there's probably not five dominant lists I would say it's fair to say that each faction probably doesn't have a a top-tier list, you know, a tier one list that's really good that can actually compete. So you guys that have played games and know things, you know, I'm I'm up to three games of 2.0, so I'm catching up with you guys. Um, (laughs) What are, say, like, the lists people know about that they're talking about that you should expect? I mean, what's out there? Um, well, I think, I think the triple upsilons is obvious and answer number one. That's, that's going to be, I think all over the place at hyperspace tournaments. Um, the, uh, I think kind of, and this one, I'm not sure how much is going to show up, but I think it should show up a lot. Um, although the triple up upsilon list may, may be a, give it a hard time is the tie swarm. Um, I think the tie swarm is like the best thing the Imperials, have going for it just because their choices for hyperspace were so weak to begin with. Um, no, I would think the Tide Swarm would have a good matchup against the Epsilon. Because how many... That was reinforced many? tokens. If it weren't oh, for the reinforced tokens, I would say... If it weren't for the reinforced tokens, I would say, yeah, I think actually the Tide Swarm would probably do pretty well. But that those reinforced tokens are just automatic. If you, if, I mean, how does, that, how does that go typically? Do they get the, focus, the free focus from the thing and they basically take their action to reinforce... And you basically the first turn yeah. is seeded to the epsilon player. Yeah, I mean you basically. Well, I mean, how many ties can the epsilon take out in the first turn? Two, two. Maybe? I think it's two. Uh, yeah, you could you could you could pretty easily take out two. I mean, uh, definitely one. I mean, unless your dice are just terrible, but it's. I feel like one's a win for the tie player. One is a win for the tie player, but and then the, it's blockathon. Yeah. After that, because like. Let's face it, you're flying three big ships. One thing you don't want to see is six blockers that could potentially screw up your entire formation. Well, the yeah. whole thing is is that the, the Upsilons just kind of self-bump. They, and then yeah. what they do is just they just slow down, they slow their roll, and they just keep shooting in front and of you. And the fact that a lot and of them three are big, one and five dice is just enough. Yeah, and, and three big bases is a lot harder to get through. Like, what you think, oh, you just K-turn behind them. No, the, like, basically, they just take up so much space Yeah. Uh, with the one guy behind them. It's very hard to K-turn around them. It, it just basically is this giant block that you can't ignore with a front arc and eventually just shreds your list apart. Hey, you know how bad at X-Wing? Uh, you know what I think would be funny against these assholes? Is Morello. 
<laughs> like Morello Evo, wherever the one that like flies off the board and comes on yeah. like, a different edge. Oh yeah, it'd be funny to oh, like my God. fly off the board first turn and come up behind him and just go. <laughs> Which is how yeah. I. Un- well, unfortunately, not hyperspace legal. Yeah, oh, this fuck, is why. Really? Yeah. yeah, so triple epsilons oh. are not. They're not that. Um, Good and extended. That common and extended. Yeah, because there's so many more options. Yeah, um, that this simple kind of game. You know, Alpha Strike is just not good enough to face against. Man, I thought uh, I had something there. I was going to show up at that next tournament and be like, "Look, what's cool." Yeah, I, I, I think they're. I, I think they'll be heavily represented in hyperspace just because they're, they're kind of like the one broken thing, in hyper like in hyperspace being kind of like a fair format overall. Well, is um, is hyperspace a lower a lower powered format than infinite at this point? Yeah. Well, just because you can't play, I mean, like the, the most dominant lists in in extended so far, probably not anymore now with the nerfs, with the point updates. But uh, was uh, none of the ships in that are legal with Redline and Whisper and Sunter. So, and that's been probably the most dominant overall list in in extended so far. That's really weird to me that Sunter is not going to be legal. Yeah, it's weird to me because like I always associate you know the metas I remember and I played in, and obviously the Falcon and. The Falcon and the Interceptor came out in the same thing, right? So, like, I assume they should be in the same meta. Yeah, uh, I guess they're not. Yeah, it's tough. I, I would, I, I, that was kind of the one thing I was hoping. I was hoping when they released the hyperspace lists was that the uh, Interceptor would be legal. I, I'm a, I love playing Sunter. So. One of the Ace ships, uh, like Whisper yeah, or Sunter or yeah. something. Yeah, because realistically, no. the only Ace you really get in hyperspace at all is like Vader. It's yeah, really for the for the Imperials, for the Imperials right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, mean, I can't think of another one. That not, not, none of them are like real aces. I mean, like you basically, yeah. Vader is the only one you're you're getting. It's it's. It, I I thought they should have. And, and Vader's questionable because he doesn't have boost. So afterburners is cheaper. So I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a good thing. yeah, yeah. That is a really good thing actually. Did yeah. they um, they took Juno Eclipse isn't a thing anymore, right? No, her ability I think still exists on a different character. Oh really? I believe so. I believe so too. I have to take a look at that one, but um. Let me see. That's a shame. I always liked that ship, and I always Ved thought it was like almost good. Okay, so it's Ved yes. Falso. Well, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, who knows? Some probably somebody from a comic book. Somebody or Wikipedia that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, basically. I, I just remember too, by the way, it's Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott played Palpatine. Yes. I didn't yes. actually just remember that. I looked it up while you guys were talking, but. Um, Funny story, though. He is actually Palpatine in the original movies, and then because it was, like, yes. 20 years later, he was old enough to play Palpatine again without any makeup. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to do the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Just you don't have to put makeup on me this time. It's like, yeah. That's actually yeah. pretty sweet. And uh, actually, you know, I think he's the best part about the prequels. Actually, no, like no. Palpatine first of all, hold on oh, yeah. a second. First of all, the first person to play the Emperor was actually, wasn't it a woman with a ton of messed up face makeup? What? Really? Are you talking about from Empire? Yeah. Yeah, the original, original Empire, the hologram. Oh uh, well, don't they take? Don't they change that in the special edition? Isn't it? They. I, I think, think they did. Yeah, I think they redid it in the special edition. Yeah. Yeah, because it was so messed up. What? <laughs> oh, we gotta like look that up at some point because yeah, that's like literally. Here's the thing. Like, if you don't listen trivia. to this. Uh, like... Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. uh, but like literally after the break, like you're gonna be like, I'm actually gonna listen to this podcast anymore. These guys are shit. But like. You're going to have to stay and wait because, like, after the break, we'll have that answer and we'll put it in there and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, at least I learned something from this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe sidetracking us for two hours. Yeah. So, um, the third beer. 
well, now get back on back onto the points up or back onto the Imperials here. I think um, I do like that they gave Vader a point decrease. Um, I think that's going to help him out a lot in hyperspace. I think um, you're going to see Vader. I think he I think was too a, he was too now. expensive before, um, and I, I and I think I've mentioned this previously, but I really do feel like the initial pass at the Force users they overpriced them because they were. They were kind of they were doubling up on like the, oh they they must cost more because they have these force tokens that can do this extra thing, but all, all of almost all of their abilities counted on force tokens to do the to do their ability, so you either use the force token to be a mini focus or you use the force token to do the character's ability. It's kind of one or the other. So like the extra point cost on them, outside of maybe Luke, just because Luke Got Luke's ability tokens. was just getting free force tokens, yeah. but. It was a self-balancing thing because, like, they essentially didn't get a pilot ability. They got an ability to use force tokens. So yeah. they were getting, like, pointed for this ability they never got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think they were overly aggressive on the points on, on most of the force users especially. But um, I think... I, I well, think what they, percentage of force users got hit in the uh, the point change? Almost all of them, right? Uh, most of them got... a uh, Well, Vader and Kylo both got a decrease. So did um, uh, the Inquisitor too, right? Uh, I think yes. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did too. I want to say like uh, Luke did not, but Luke, but fifty ninth brother, or whatever the fuck, is a he got a point <laughs> increase brother. too. Like ones that give seventh extra sister, ones. seventh sister, seventh sister did too. That uh, was uh, that's the other name. Uh, that's the other name. Ty advanced V one. Uh, uh, you yeah. might be talking about fifth the, brother uh, was fifth brother, fifth brother was, brother was, was the crew one. Yeah. Who doesn't he give or you gunner, a force sorry. point? Sorry, it's a gunner. It's a gunner. Yeah, but does oh yeah gunner, but doesn't he give you a force point? Yeah, yes. and didn't they reduce him too? Like the general consensus yeah. seemed to be that yeah. that force tokens weren't quite as valuable as they made them out to be. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, essentially, it's just a calculate token. It's the same effect. It's just that they have these other effects that they can trigger. You can use them to trigger instead of calculates, which I think, you know, we're going to see in uh, Separatist. They're going to be using calculates to trigger all sorts of effects. So. They're going to be using calculates just like forces are being used, anyways. But uh, yeah, I think I think they kind of overpriced force stuff in general. I think it's definitely good, and you definitely have to be careful with it. But it was, I think, in general, they just kind of overpriced it a little bit. I think they overvalued its ability a little bit. But well, I mean, there was definite. They were definitely trying to make dice mods less prevalent. Yeah, and like a built-in, without having to take an action, semi-permanent dice mod on guys. It feels like it should be strong, so like I can see where they erred on the side of caution. You yeah. had you had to be careful, especially with like Vader, for example. I mean, you get three, so yeah, do you spend three it on, on your an action? ace, no less? Yeah, so I mean, what if you just you take a target lock? You still get three soft focus and a reroll. Obviously, you know you have the double mods and also possible defensive mods, so you get the full package. You kind of had to initially price that pretty high to make yeah. sure that you didn't just. Yeah. Throw in a ship that was just going to dominate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Carlos, we threw out the Upsilon is, is the number one thing we think you're going to see in hyperspace. Carlos, what would you say is maybe the number two thing we're going to see in hyperspace? Uh, so, I, I always like towards the end of the 1.0 uh, meta, you basically looked at archetypes. Uh, so, I usually like seeing things as an archetype. Um, like for that. me is a four ship rebel archetype is I think the next, uh, most important thing. I believe I think you played could, that in the tournament I, uh, I commentated on. 
Didn't you play that yes. the one regional and get your phone on? Oh, absolutely. And Actually, I was commentating on that game, and it was a really fascinating note, one to watch. I'm already X-Wing famous because in the top 16 <laughs> at Worlds, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, you were sitting behind the Charles. game. We were seeing you. No, it was Charles. Um, I, 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 I'm not going to butcher his last name. But Charles, uh, he lives uh, here in the southeast, actually. I'm pretty sure he's from Georgia. He flew the list that I flew at regionals. He actually messaged me personally and said, can I steal your list because it looks so good? And then I literally ran him through how to fly it, and he took it to Worlds and placed top 16 at the last one point of tournament. So that is my one uh, basically famous x-wing moment so you basically made top 16 at worlds carlos and i basically yeah, it, made it's like you did all the work and someone's got all the credit no he he did beat like uh <laughs> my toughest matchup when i was flying that list was uh, miranda uh nim and that's a really good medical you made there too by the way like was, if your touch, <sighs> toughest matchup is the thing that everybody played everybody was flying. <laughs> yeah, right. man you know and he beat like, two of them during swiss so i was just like wow. now you need to teach me your secrets i was <laughs> just admit out loud that i think that list was shit uh um, god awful but but yeah that, that, that kind of real personal <laughs> that four ship rebel list and we were talking about it earlier where you might need to change you know so if you're talking about how to how to beat that triple upsilon list um well Think defensively, not offense, right? Yeah. So if you fly something with a mixture of X-Wings, Y-Wings, super beefy ships that can take a beating, and then maybe throw bigs in, maybe throw a couple of ships of selflessness, all of a sudden you're spreading the damage apart. And you go, all right, that's cool. Sure, I'll take three damage. But this guy takes one damage, this guy takes one damage, and I take one damage. Shoot at me again. All of a sudden now these Upsilons are working overtime to try to kill one of those ships. Yeah. And eventually you're going to get into the bumping, you're going to get into that close range, and then as soon as those X-wings get into the uh closed uh position, you get to boost, you get to do barrels, you get to do, you know, all that funky stuff. Um now all of a sudden you get behind them and it just becomes an easy easier game. I actually um I've been playing Vassal a lot. I'm not sure if you guys are into that a lot, but um I messed with it a little I've, bit. I've um I've heard of the internet and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Vassal because it's a, it's a great um a module to to play X-Wing uh to very accurately see how the game plays out from a top view. Um, but there is world's caliber players that play on this. And I actually watched a match uh, with a triple upsilons and a four ship revelist. And in the very first round, one of the X-Wings died. And I go, all right, game over. Well, all three upsilons were dead by the end of the match. And yeah. it and was, was because... This world, a world-class player. We'll say his name rhymes with... I was gonna say tall beaver, but <laughs> <laughs> Steve, that's Steve good. will probably edit that out after. It'll just be a big old utani. I ain't editing that out. Fuck it. Um, you but yeah, it, it was tall uh, It was uh, pretty incredible to see that basically, the, you know, the 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 rebel player is stuck on. He has selflessness on a couple of ships. And he spread the fire out. Uh, he was using Thane, which was great against the Upsilons. All of a sudden, he was like, all right, cool. He Thane rolled like, like a... Crits uh, happen, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He turns, he uh, rolled, turns Crits face up or something? Yeah. Yeah, so he rolled like, what, two hits and then a focus and a blank, and it was unmodded. So very average roll, but all of a sudden, 
He takes, he puts two damage through. He takes that focus token, uh, focus uh, die, and then says, "All right, let me like, take a look at your face up cards." Um, here's Hole Breach, which is really bad on Upsilons. Uh, yeah. Is that the one where all the other crits are? Yeah, are face all, up. everything else is face yeah. up. Uh, here's Seriously. Panic Pilot. You know what I mean? Two red, you know, uh, stress. Yeah. Uh, it, the the um, crits in this game are less forgiving. Um, but well, in general, balanced, though. like the old, like I always say that basically what they've done with the, the damage decks, you know, original one, force awakens one, 2.0 one, right. If you look at it sequentially, the first one had the most variance between how screwed you were, you know, cause like it had things in there, like the one that got rid of your EBT and your pilot ability. Freaking oh, devastating yeah. on like, that's the only Falcon way I beat something. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, what you have to do to beat Travis is. A, get him drunk first, and B, uh... Just get him tired. Yeah, just get him... No, I'm telling you, the way Real to beat tired. him is, like, he'll overthink all day long. The easiest way to beat Travis is if there's an obvious maneuver. What you should really do is do the wrong thing. That's why my record <laughs> against him is so much better than everybody else's. Like, I remember playing one one game at um, Camden Battlegrounds, where we streamed that tournament to, oh, like, yeah, yeah. four and a half, maybe seven people. Yes. Um, but we streamed that tournament, and, like, I beat him on the stream, and it was hysterical because I was playing Iggy's. And I just flew badly enough where he kept flying into me. And he was getting so pissed by the end of the round. Because he was like, there's no reason you should have done that maneuver. Like, ending there was the stupidest <laughs> thing ever. It's like, oh, you ran into me and I blasted you. It seemed so like the smartest thing ever. it worked. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you playing badly doesn't count as a victory. It's like, it does when you write it down that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that boy. <laughs> tell you. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, everybody, you know, a lot of people are talking about the triple epsilons. It's kind of... You know, maybe the boogeyman of hyperspace. I, I don't really think it really is. I, I think you're going to see a lot of it. I think it's a good list. Um, but there's ways to there's ways to beat it. And I, and, and I think this is the... To me, this is the story of 2.0 in general. Like, we used to talk about, like, a list like the Triple Epsilons or a list like, you know, the old Nim Miranda back in 1.0. It would have been like, you know, those were like, oh, God, it's the be-all, end-all, and I can't do anything against it, so I have to play it, and da 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 I don't really think that that's the case with almost anything in 2.0 right now. I think you get your you get your opportunities to kill stuff. That variance is such a much bigger deal in this game. They're just that it is. It's, it's huge deal. Yeah. Oh, dice are back. Dice yeah. are back. Maybe you can quote me on that. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a, it's a different game, and so I'm not going to get freaked out or crazy or whatever about about a boogeyman list because I just don't think they truly exist um, the way they did in, in like the last probably year or two of of uh, 1.0 but um and uh, you know i think another thing to do with a list like this is spread it out um you know if you're gonna fly something acier something like poe or you know something that anything that can double reposition um you know this list has to make a choice basically it's got a it's got a group it has to deploy together in order to do its two forward trick so if you split your list across in different parts of the board, it's got to pick something that to go after. So you can you you can get other ships in very good positions against it that will help for the rest of the game because the thing's not very maneuverable. So you know once you get behind it or around it, even a little bit um, with a even decently maneuverable ships, you should be able to stay in that position for the most part for the for the rest of the game and or you know, until you can kill it. So I, I think there's different ways to deal with this thing. What, one is being defensive-minded in your list building, like Carlos said. I think two is, is, is playing, you know, if you, if you have anything that's got some good reposition to it, 
and um, doesn't mind splitting and splitting up a little bit. I think that's a that's a good way. That's how I used to deal with tie swarms back in the day was was splitting my list up, which which I did with a four ship rebel list, and people thought was kind of crazy, but it worked. So I I think anytime you have something that really has to deploy in a block, making that forcing that player to really make decisions by splitting your forces up does actually does wonders. But so Carlos, so you said four ship rebel is is a a viable list in there. Do you think it's a solved list, or do you think it's you know? Do it to your own flavor, to your own preferences, to what you like. I mean, is there uh, a four ship rebel list that you'd say is kind of the staple to look for? Um, I don't, I don't think so quite yet. Uh, it's just still obviously very early. Um, some of the ones, um, uh, some of the ships that I think need to be looked at uh, are the Y wings since they got dropped uh, because it's it's a combination drop that really is making it very enticing. Uh, the fact that the Y wings dropped in points that the iron cannon turret dropped in points and that veteran turret gunner dropped in points. Now you're talking about a combination that when you fielded just you know a few weeks ago is now all of a sudden, I believe five to six points less. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, just starting with um, one of the standard ones, uh, or Y wings on the, um, generics uh they got minus one and then if you look at veteran turret gunner uh that dropped down two so that's three points and then you look at the turret drop two points so five points uh total um you know it's a big deal when you're trying to fit four ships five points doesn't sound that much until you go well you know, there's four ships, you know, yeah, five multiply points. Multiply Do a count yeah. on that. Yeah, now one of those upgrades aren't there or one of those ships. That's weird because five points still seems up. like a huge difference to me. I mean, look, I always translate to 1.0. So, like, that's going to be a recurring theme of this podcast where I'm like, I'm sick of that mother saying that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, imagine if any upgrade in, two, in 1.0, they're like, we're going to put out a router tomorrow. This is two points cheaper. You'd have jumped on that in 1.0. Yeah, yeah, a minus up- a minus two uh, title, you know, the like the, the worst the upgrade yeah. in it. Like I don't freaking know, uh, elusiveness or what was the one that was plus one attack and minus one defense? You know, the EPT. They used to play it on decimated. Exposed. Oh, exposed. exposed. Yeah. If exposed cost two, you'd have taken another look at exposed, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have been like, well, yeah. for two points, I could put like experimental interface on there and only be one point behind, and that'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like. A two-point drop is not nothing. Like, I know 200 points is a lot more than 100 points. Some people would say it's double. But, like... And, and I look at it in a multiplicative cutaway, too. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, basically, oh, five points is not that much. But what if we put two on the list? Now it's 10 points. What if we put three on the list? Now it's 15 points less. You know what I mean? Now you're talking to uh, points where you can fit an entire new ship that you weren't able to fit before yeah. uh, like a, 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 you know initiative six ship like wedge instead of a you know a generic a t65 so those combinations I, I think the x-wings and the y-wings obviously in the hyperspace format um it, it, some of the u-wings are interested in look at uh magva yarrow actually might be something is that the one that used uh, to be boat eater what no you're, you're thinking of you're thinking of the you're thinking of the e-winger Oh, what yeah. did you say? You, but, uh, oh, Ewing. Ewing. Yeah, Ewing. Um, the Magva Yaro does uh, from any um, friendly ship 0 to 2 um, can limit their attacker to only re-roll a maximum of one die. 
So basically, any target locks are completely nerfed to being just predator. Basically, and that's the thing you just choose one, one ship that does that, or no? Oh, it's every just anything? every time, every time that one of your friendly ships is being attacked at range zero to two, the attacker can only reroll one die. That feels really so. Cool, yeah. Some of those openings with the Upsilons, uh, obviously um, the back ship coordinates, Dormitz coordinates an action to one of those ships. So one of those ships probably only needs to do a reinforce and, and then their other action is going to be a target lock. Yeah. So that target lock is all of a sudden now down to one reroll. When it's four dice, it's a big deal. You roll two deal. blanks, three blanks, all of a sudden that attack is not going to do anything. I actually yeah. really like um, the Ewings. Uh, don't the Ewings have like a turn 90 degrees maneuver or something now? Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, throw Leia turn. on it. Leia yeah. is going to be huge. Oh, yeah. Leia with two yeah, points. Well, Leia got super cheap. She's, Spoiler she's alert. Be all uh, we're going to talk about a list here in a few minutes. That actually, has Well, Leia actually, let's, and, let's go ahead and get into it, actually. Since oh, wait, you don't want to do like your third... Huh? You don't want to do like the third best list in hyperspace? The third? No. Oh, okay. Now let's talk about this. So <laughs> I'm, I just got, we're, we're going to get moving here a little bit. So Carlos, you, since we're talking about a lot of pieces that are in this list, uh, we, we want to go over a list that you've put together for for rebels for hyperspace and uh, kind of get into the details of building it, why why you built it the way you did, what you think may or may not change after some play testing, but you know, let's go ahead and talk about that. What do you got here? All right. So first of all, I stole the list because I'm a dirty net lister. Um, so <laughs> I never come up gross. with anything. Gross. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is actually uh, my buddy, uh, Dana. Shout out to him. Um, hopefully he'll listen to this episode. I'm so glad he's given some feedback uh, so far. Um, it's a uh, wedge until you guys said I should drink more. Probably. Oh, yeah. good. Good on. <laughs> good job. Uh, Winch and Tilly's uh, Swarm Tactics, obviously, Initiative 6. Bump somebody else up there. Uh, Biggs, um, Naked, basically just with the servo motor foils. Um, and then you have Nora. Uh, she has the Veteran Turret Gunner and then Iron Cannon Turret. And then, uh, hey, last but not least. Is he talking about the list we're looking at? Yeah, what did you send yeah, us, what Carlos? the hell list did you send us? Oh. He sent us Y wings and Y wings and Lando, and while I'm very excited by that, like is this, I have no is idea this just a list you it. thought Joe would like? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank okay. you. I must have sent the wrong one. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this looks it's so weird. So let's. Uh, Anyways, go about continue. That one too, but yes. yeah. Um, okay, you have to talk slower then. We'll do the same thing <laughs> we're going to do. We have to talk slower. So you said no. Biggs is in this or Wedge or? Yeah. So it's Wedge. Wedge Swarm Tactics. Okay, Storm Tactics still does the same thing he used to. They get to shoot at his pilot skill? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Following you. Next guy up is Biggs. Uh, and then both of the X-Wings obviously have the servo motors since they're Double free. Double mustache is like the Mario Brothers. Okay. <laughs> Biggs is back, baby. Guess um, who's back? Biggs, the pointlessly brilliant? <laughs> uh, Nora, uh, Wexley on a Y-Wing uh, with veteran turret gunner. I thought she was, a, I thought she was at ARC 170. She was in uh, 1.0. She is okay. now, I think, in both. Yeah, she's a uh, Y-Wing and an ARC. Yeah. So what does she do on the Y-Wing? Help me out here, brother. Uh, she actually has the same ability for both ships. Uh, okay. When there's an enemy ship at range 0 to 1, add one free evade result. That is a very big, very oh, adds a big result, deal. Not, doesn't change the die. Yeah, adds correct. Yeah, that's yeah, super good. So you that can roll good. an evade and add an evade. Super good, uh, especially for a Y-Wing. That's and, when, um, okay, when, well, you defend it. Okay, that's when they're attacking her. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Correct. 
Um, and the very last ship is another uh, Y-Wing uh, Gold Squadron veteran uh, for the talent slot uh, for selflessness and or now selfless because selflessness, ruthlessness. You know they took out all the nesses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the ion cannon turret and veteran turret gunner. Okay, so you can move the damage around. So this is a good anti-list against the, the Epsilon shuttles where you're just being able to move those things. Yeah, I didn't really build it for that. Um, I think overall it, it has a good synergy. Now, number one thing is that it, ha it shoots six times, um, which is a very big deal. Uh, veteran turret gunner, obviously, line that up with the front arc. Veteran turret can... gunner is similar to the old BT, BLT title, right? Double tap, yes. Uh, yeah. don't, don't say that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's going to be one of my triggers. That's his trigger word. By the way, anybody who wants to play me in a tournament, like we're going to do an entire episode one time where I just give you the list of the top 10 things you can say. They'll tilt me so bad that I like I won't I'll actually just walk away from yeah, the we'll game. Yeah, just, we'll just give a list of yeah, things to like, make sure if, walk away from the game. If you ever see Joe in a tournament, just like say these 10 things in a row, and I'll be like the candy man, and I'll be like, I'll appear. Like, out in the parking lot eating sandwiches. Like, and not play the game anymore. And you'll get a free win. Um, but yeah, Double Tap is like... It's like fourth on the list. It's not that high up, but then again, it's a 10. High enough. Well, yeah, it's a yeah. 10, 10 bullet point list. So. Yeah, yeah. Oof, Double Tap. <laughs> double Tap. I, I was, is, is the worst one still... Is the worst one back to dials? Was that the worst one? I'm going to give that some thought. Like that'll be on the second half. I'll, yeah, I'll come that's back. That's fine. We'll, we'll talk about that. Because like it feels like it's the worst right now. But then like we'll continue speaking and like have to like snap my fingers. I'll be like, oh right, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> all right, Carl all right, Carlos, continue here. What are we? What are we looking at? Uh, so basically, uh, four ship list. You can spread the damage very well. Uh, wedge does wedge things. Um, it is nice seeing Wedge be good again. Yeah. Is Wedge getting definitely. missiles in this list or? No, no or missiles. It just swarm tactics. That's it. Um, and it, what's really good about it is obviously um, it creates a little bit of targeting confusion. Um, you want to get wedge off the board, but then you have a ship with selflessness. You have Bix. You know, so well you can't take them out. Or first, you got to take out one of those other guys. Um, that adds also to the effect of Nora. You know, once she gets in up close, and maybe she becomes the next target. Well, she gets free evades. Do I shoot at you know Nora? Um, so. More or less, what it does is that it creates a lot more life for all four ships to just stay on the board. Um, and I played a couple of matches. They went really, really well. Uh, one of them was two Upsilons and Quick Draw. Uh, so not quite that whole triple Upsilon thing. Hadn't fully committed um, to the Alpha Strike. Yeah. Right. But, um, but man, I, you know, I, like I said, it was, it's six shots. Uh, so you have a lot of offense. Uh, it's very sneaky good, basically. Um, well, I mean, not that the, this list is like designed completely to beat the Epsilon, but I mean, I really do like these six shots versus something with one evade. One evade, yeah. I mean, it does reinforce, so maybe that cuts that down, but you know what? Yeah. I mean, if they're reinforcing instead of target locking me or doing other things like that, yeah. I'm kind of happy. I mean, you also have those times where reinforce does nothing because it can't ever block the last hit. Right, so, so it's like, yeah, it's constantly reducing it from one down to still one. Yeah, so if you roll one hit and they roll blank, that's, that it, the reinforce isn't doing anything against that. And, and that's the kind of variance and that you, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you can kind of see in 2.0 these days. Is, well, plus that's a head game too. Like, don't you like take yeah. the reinforce action and it does you nothing? So the next time you're like, well, screw that. I'm not going to take the reinforce action. And then like, you're constantly getting hit by threes. Yeah. Like, 
Okay, I should do the reinforced action that's back to ones. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it, the same thing it's always been, where it's like you roll eyeballs when you have a target lock, yeah. and you roll blanks when you have a focus. Yeah. So <laughs> That's life. Yeah. So what what in this list, is there anything you would, uh, you know, that you're on the fence about that, you know, uh, you're gonna, obviously going to be doing some more playtesting with this. What 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 is in this list that you might switch out? Um, I think um, the only thing that I would consider would be Nora. Uh, I like her ability. Um, I feel like she's forgotten um, as far as target priority. Um, now, I've only played a couple of matches, so I think I'm going to try it out a couple more times. But basically, uh, the target priority seems to go kill bigs first, uh, and then they they kind of fire at that gold squadron veteran as well because of selflessness yeah. uh, to, to stop them from taking those so crits. Make, basically make you waste three points. Like, well, I mean, if you spend three points on this, I'll just shoot that guy first, and then you'll get exactly. nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't want to take crits when it's going to hole. Um, so sometimes it makes you kind of, you know, rethink, you know, pulling that crit um so nor is the one that i kind of want to see if can i find something else um that will either let me add more beef to the list maybe if i can fit in those proton torpedoes on wedge uh maybe i can bring it down to another gold squadron veteran uh or something like that so that that would probably be, or maybe switch it up for a next wing uh so that's something that i would think about uh maybe uh changing around Wedge with Swarm Tactics is amazing when you have two Initiative 3 ships that I've been really hurt and they're about to die. Well, hey, Big Z, go ahead and take that range one shot with four dice before you go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's That's it's really- such a game swinger. Uh, all of a sudden, he could end up killing a ship that was about to kill him. It's like um, I would say, though. So- it's like the best, the best defense sometimes really is a good offense in this game. Be able to fire first, even if you don't take the guy out, which is like the best case scenario, you know. You shoot at him, and he dies before he gets a chance to shoot at you. Man, sometimes you waste that token. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes that focus token goes away, and you're just daring the universe to make him roll four eyeballs. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's like I'll spend the one focus to, to t- stop from taking one damage. Four eyeballs hit the table. Like, that's a win. Yeah. Anytime your opponent curses his rotten luck, you know you played well. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyways, yeah. this, is, uh, this is a good list, I think. Um, you know, can't wait to play. Can't can't wait to play against it. See what it does. I um, think four ship rebels good. I think yeah. it's good right now. I think the rebels, the rebels are really. I won't be salty about it because I'm not at all. But like, I feel like the rebels design really kind of nailed their flavor and where they ought to be. And I think this list exemplifies it. It's like yeah. this combined arms approach between multiple ships all supporting and and yeah augmenting each other. I think they nailed it on that. I think they yeah. have an identity and I think it works. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways, we're going to take a break right now, and uh, we'll be back after a little little visit from uh, the Florida News Desk. Oh, God. (laughs) This should be horrifying. All right, we'll be back. This week in Florida, a Florida woman was arrested after she undressed and danced around a Waffle House parking lot before licking a stranger on the face. Freedom Rider Zobrist, 38, was arrested Monday in Pensacola on lewd and indecent exposure of sexual organs charges, as well as disorderly conduct, battery, and assault. According to the police report, a Waffle House employee asked Zobrist to leave the restaurant due to her behavior. She returned and verbally abused the employee and also threatened to get a gun and shoot the man in the face along with all the restaurant's employees and customers. Zobrist then walked to the parking lot and pulled down her pants, exposing her sexual organs and began dancing around in the parking lot. 
With her pants still down, Zobris walked up to the Waffle House employee and licked both sides of his face. A witness says Zobris also blocked his vehicle inside the parking lot and danced naked in front of his car. Welcome back, everybody. We're in the second half of our episode, and uh, right now we're going to talk about the most recent article that just came out for Wave 3, talking about the, uh, the Grand Republic, um, previewing the, uh, the squadron pack that includes the Delta 7 Aether Sprite. Hey, did we ever find out Palpatine was a woman? Oh, no, we never looked at that. Oh, shit balls. <laughs> Uh, we'll go back to you next week on that one. Uh, <laughs> and then the other ship in here is the V-19 Torrent Starfighter. Um, so there's uh, some interesting stuff in here. Again, you know, uh, with these articles, you, you don't have any points and stuff. So it's hard to determine what kind of effect these ships are really going to have. But we can kind of look at overall abilities. So on the the first ship shown in here is the, uh, the Jedi Knight, uh, which is a generic three initiative uh, Aether Sprite. So the Aether Sprites have uh, two front arc attack dice, uh, three evade, three hull, one shield, and one built-in force, uh, regenerating force token. So it kind of looks like an A-wing in that regard, right? Yeah. Um, so two, three, four total health. Yeah. More or less what an A-wing is, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very kind of A-wingy. Um, it does have a long-ass action bar. You got focus, you got target lock, you got uh, barrel roll and boost and some sort of purple thing for a vape. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the things that's a little bit of a mystery still in um, in uh, in this new this new pack. They've, they've introduced this idea of the, uh, of the purple action. Um, I think the assumption right now is that you basically just have to spend a force token to do it. But I don't know if there's, I mean, who knows? It's it's all, you know, there's still a, a lot of just guesswork. As maybe to, you gain a force token when you do it. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, uh, we, we don't know yet. No, that would be way too yeah, much. Yeah, that would be way too much. I'm right? pretty sure you basically have the ability to take an evade action if you spend a force token. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. But, um, so it's it's an option for the ship that, that you can you can get an evade if you really need one. But... Um, not, it's kind of a weird little trade off there. It's like with this, with the Jedi Knight, you only have the one force token anyways. So it's like, you're either just losing your mini focus or you're spending it to have an, you know, a sure thing of aid. So I guess if you're just really, you know, absolutely positively have to get an evade, you, you take it. But uh, otherwise, I don't know how often you use that on this ship, at least if you have more for force tokens at your disposal, like some of the other ships, uh, some of the named pilots are going to have, then maybe it's a more useful option. Um, and then it also has a built-in ability called fine tuned controls. So after you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend one force to perform a boost or barrel roll action. So it's neat. That's not red. Usually like anything yeah. that like lets you take extra actions in this version of the game tends to be red. Yeah. The fact yeah. that it's not is it's pretty awesome. I think it sucks on this ship. I actually think this ship's kind of garbage. You'll never play it. But yeah, I don't think you're going to see a lot of the Jedi Knights out there unless they're just ridiculously cheap. But um, yeah, yeah, point cost always yeah, does yeah. it. But it, it, it doesn't seem a like a ship that lends itself to being like a swarmy low pilot skill one. You know what I mean? Yeah, these ships. I mean, just judging from what the other abilities were um, on on these ships, it definitely looks like you're going to have a few of the high pilot skill guys mixed with each other, and they, and seem they help arc, each other. They seem arc dodgy, and like do you yeah. really arc dodge with three pilot skill all yeah. that often? No. 
And they really need they really need that uh, fine tune controls to not give you a red action because there are no uh, blue turns on that dial. Yeah, uh, the, just uh, one. Oh, hard are they showing the dial? Two hard whites. Yeah, it's it's down here. The uh, the dial is. Where was it? I know I saw it in here. Towards the top of the. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So okay. Some it's, banks that are doesn't have a one forward. That's weird. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's a it's a good dial. It's a very solid. What kind of? Like, it's one of those like all around dials. It has. I oh. like the sloops on there. I like having a four and a five K turn. It's kind of one of those things that doesn't seem all that good until you play with it. And you're like, actually, no, no, that hits the right spot. Yeah. Cute. It does have white one hards too. Yeah. No, it's a very, very well-rounded dial. It, it just doesn't have a ton of blue to it, which, I, I mean, just the fact that the thing can't really actually can't stress itself outside of doing a red maneuver. Um, the, the not having that many blue maneuvers is, isn't, isn't a huge downside for it, really. But Yeah. Um, so the next ship in the lineup here is... What do we got here? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So Obi-Wan is uh, five initiative, and after a friendly ship at range zero to two spends a focus token, you may spend one force. If you do, that ship gains one focus token. Um, so that's, uh, that's pretty nice. I mean, just being able to double focus a, friend, uh, a friendly ship, and Obi-Wan has three regenerating force I mean, tokens. I think three is really impressive. Yeah. yeah. Well, just think about it. The force all of a sudden now turns into a focus token instead yeah. of just a soft mod. Not even just yeah. for him, uh, for like general. people near for him too. Anyone. You know? Yeah. Yep. So, well, and I think the fact that you can use it on him is probably the most powerful aspect aspect of it with his three force tokens. You know, being able to have the two focus and then you you still have extra an extra you still have well, two other force tokens to be able to do the fine. He's still controls. a friendly ship at range one to two. So basically, like if he spends a focus on defense, he can spend one of his force tokens to basically get it right back. Yeah. That's pretty pretty strong yeah I'll, I mean, I'll pull a joe here and i'll say that in 1.0 this is like an overpowered poe ability where pretty he yeah. much yeah it's like instead of like changing one die he can just change all of them three times a turn yeah, yeah. well because he has three defend dice it's not like you're not going to get multiple eyeballs a couple of times a turn like we just talked about the epsilon list like if epsilon decides that they're going to fight with this guy first turn I feel like maybe he negates that alpha strike for the most part. I bet he takes one to two damage. Yeah, he, he could probably... To that whole alpha strike. And then, you know, that feels pretty bad for them. Yeah. And then he finds some way to get out of the arc with fine-tuned controls and just yeah. plays a really long-ass game of throwing two dice against one all day. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, so I, I like that. Uh, Obi-Wan, I think... He, like the Cucumber's Pickled. Yeah, Obi-Wan, I think, can be really good by himself or really good in a support role even. Um, trailing him, trailing him behind some other ships, and and using him to like, using him to help bolster their their defense. We're gonna keep saying this every time we do a preview article, like of anything, but it's gonna come down to point cost. Yeah, of course. Like he could end up being a really expensive two primary attack ship for having that many force tokens. Yeah. Good ability, and at which point I think he's Garbo. But I mean, if he's reasonably costed, I think he's great. Yeah. So just based on the ability, I think he's good. Yeah. So next up looking on the list, the, well, go ahead. Looking at the general um, uh, stat line, uh, they could be relatively closely costed to the A wings, except with that little bit of a point bump for the force. Yeah. Uh, abilities, because I mean, you're basically looking at four total, three agility, two dice. I mean, how much so, do you want them to just be reactionary about this? And be like, well, we way overcosted force users before. 
So when we release these guys, we're going to wait under cost force users is sort of a, like a Maya Koopa right there. For all you Catholics. Um, <laughs> Maya Culpa. Oh, Maya Culpa. Maya Koopa, Maya Koopa, Maya Matsuma Koopa. That's a Jimmy Buffett song. Yes. It's a Florida podcast. We can mention Jimmy Buffett. But like, watch them like go ahead and do that and like wait under cost and being force users and be like, well, okay, okay, I guess we got to take that back. Yeah. We'll see. So next up on the list here is Plo Koon. Uh, also in Initiative 5, uh, at the start of the engagement phase, you may spend one force and choose another friendly ship at range 0 to 2. If you do, you may transfer one green token to it or transfer one orange token from it to yourself. What are orange tokens now? Well, that's like uh, things like um, disarms and uh, tractor beams and jamming tokens. Um, so, uh, Is there any negative token that's not stress? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so stress, ion, strain, all those are red tokens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this one's, um, I think that the orange token thing, it's, it's not going to come up as much, but when it does, it, it can, it could be really, really useful. Like if you, if a ship, you know, if they, if somebody, if, if you're playing against a ship that are against a squad, like, let's say like the Jakku Gunrunner squads that they're kind of going all in on, on using tractor beams and you can say, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to pull that tractor beam and you're not going to be able to get your, your alpha strike on the ship that you wanted. I mean, that, 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 that could be a useful thing for sure. And then also just more of the, the, the getting those green tokens passed around. Um, and, you know, he's going to work well with Obi-Wan in the sense that, you know, he can hand out. So, like, Obi-Wan, like, if you have him with Obi-Wan, you know, he could pass Obi-Wan the, uh, the focus tokens. So let's say Obi-Wan took a target lock and didn't take a focus token, and then Plo Koon passes him the focus. Obi-Wan uses it on his attack and then uses his ability to immediately get another focus token back. I mean, that okay, can be a so good little combo thing, together. Yeah, like, I kind of like that, but I'm looking at that two primary attack value. Yeah. So f- this is going to be like the entirety of our podcast till the end of time. We're going to have to like read preview articles like this and guess what they might have. We haven't seen an upgrade bar on here. Yeah. Are we getting missiles? Are we getting torps? Are we getting... Uh, we don't know. I, I mean, hope so. <laughs> Well, yeah, because like if you, one, if one if would you hope focus it does, target yeah. lock with some of these tricks, like don't you want a torp or a missile? Yeah, yeah, of course. Two dice. Yeah. yeah, I don't want. I don't want like FTL two dice. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't see it right now, but I make my world's favorite hand gesture right here <laughs> about how excited I am about that idea. Yeah, but like if I can put a missile out of, all of a sudden that's really cool, especially because I think you'll be able to set those sort of things up, just because the way these things will fly, you can yeah. set that up. You have a good alpha strike, and then you'll well, be able yeah, to finish you- it with a good closer. The, the 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 synergy actually there would be now they're both initiative five, so basically Plo Koon, let's say you take the target lock action with um, Obi Wan, and you Plo Koon passes him the focus, and he shoots target lock focus and then passes it back to Plo Koon and then he fires his with a focus, so you know what I mean like that that would be kind of like the synergy oh, that yeah. I would see for yeah. I think it's a lot of you're good sharing there. the mod. And it's at the same initiative, so all your ships do one it thing, um, Travis, at the same who's time a, before your other ships shoot. One thing that Travis pointed out, because he is an uh, uh, indirect contributor to this podcast, because he <laughs> tells me every week how much uh, the last podcast sucked and tells me what I need to do better. Um, <laughs> the initiative on these Jedi Starfighters is like the exact opposite of everything that's in the uh, CSI. <laughs> yeah, it's like every Jedi. CSI Geonosis faction. Yeah. Or CSI Mustafar, what are we gonna call them? I don't know. Whatever the yeah. robots. CSI something. CSI <laughs> colon something in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. Like their ace is General Grievous at four. Like 
Saza T, two I's, then an N. Say C10, I think. Yeah, is like their lowest pilot skill at like a four. Even their yeah. unique is a three, which is better than like everything yeah. CSI has. Yeah. So like, these guys are all about having pilot skill on them too. So I mean, that's. Yeah, so that so that brings us to the next ship here, uh, C Ten, I believe. Hopefully, I got that right. T T I N. Teen, teen. Uh, after a friendly ship at range zero to two reveals its dial, you may spend one force. If you do, set its dial to another maneuver of the same speed and difficulty. So basically, like navigator. Yeah, like basically. Spend, spend your two force tokens for navigator. Can you uh, can you spend more than one force token a turn on something like this? Like she has two force tokens. Can you do it for two different ships? Uh, as far as I know. Yeah, I don't think there's any anything against that. What, Carlos, do you think? Uh, it's not an, an action. Overall, no, there's an overall understanding that there's a once once per opportunity rule. Uh, I think in this sense, where it mentions that it's after a friendly ship at range, uh, basically means that that condition is met, then you could do it. So yes, you should be able to spend two um, as long as they're separate. Yeah, you know. Uh, All right. I mean, you wouldn't change like the same ship twice. You'd be like, "Oh, yeah. I derped in between choosing and then choosing again." Yeah. So she well, could, I might, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, she she could be an interesting uh, little support vehicle to have in there. As I'm um, just helping your your higher pilot skill AC guys, you know, or or you know, just be a little bit even more predictive of of uh, of what they're doing. So. Not just having perfect, knowledge, you know, the better knowledge of being higher, higher initiative, but also being able to adjust, <laughs> adjust your actual maneuver at that initiative is is um, could be very useful. Same speed and difficulty stuff, though. Uh, yeah. Especially at the at the ones and the twos. Uh, yeah. Basically means that same speed is the other direction. Yeah. Um, and not any is other. It reminds you just playing navigator and fat is, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so or no, I'm sorry, just playing like Imperial Fett back in the day. I guess the navigator changed the speed. Yeah, I think yeah. it's one of those things that when Slave you're... Slave 1, actually. Slave, it's very similar to Slave 1. Yeah. Now. I think it's, I think it's one of the... I think it's one of those things that when you're, you're going to plug in, like... Uh, you're going you're gonna, to... If, if you're planning to use this... If, if you're going to use this when you're, like, really super not sure about where somebody's going to go. Like, sometimes you have those turns where they are like, okay, he might go right or he might go left, and I just don't know which direction he's going to go because either one of them could could be a valid choice so you you put yourself like a straight two in there basically and then just and then just be like okay he turned left so now i'm gonna go left or he turned right so now i'm gonna go right i think um you know that's probably where it has some value at least with those with those limitations but um not not you know not gonna get used all the time um next up we got brilliant evasion uh, so while you defend, uh, so this is an upgrade, uh, a force slot upgrade. Uh, while you defend, if you are not in the attacker's bullseye arc, you may spend one force token to change two of your eyeball results to evade results. I would like to point nice. out, I do love the art on this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, that is a really good piece of, it, like... It, <laughs> yeah, it's like a bunch of cluster missiles or and whatever. it was going <laughs> so well. Yeah, it's like, here's five missiles. Um. <laughs> two, three, four, five. It's actually eight. Yeah, it's eight. It's yeah. like eight with target locks on. Yeah. Um, I actually, I actually really like this one. Um, this is great. Yeah. And I actually really like this, not just within this faction, but, um, this is, this could be a, this could be a fun upgrade. You actually think uh, likes this? Wouldn't this be funny on Luke? Yeah. So like you shoot at me, I get a force token and it's like a super evade. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, Vader. Will yeah. Vader, yes. yes. I like I've it. heard of him. I really like it on Vader and Kylo just because they have the three Kylo, dice. With the three, the three dice. Yeah. They're more likely to get those double line. evade results. I think it's actually a really good card. Actually, yeah. I think this will be a really interesting one to see if... We'll see if I get to be right about something for once. I bet this is a variable point cost based on your defend dice. Uh, yeah, that's that's distinctly I feel possible. like it's going to be like stealth device that way where they're going to scale the point cost based on how many defend dice you have. Yeah. Um, all right, next card in the article, Mace Windu, also at Initiative 5. Uh, I actually really like Mace here. So after you fully he's execute great. a red maneuver, you recover a force token. So, I mean, he starts with he starts with three anyways that regenerate, and and he can recover them. So you can, you can kind of do your fine-tuned control. You can really spend your force tokens a lot more at will. And and especially and then you guys are familiar with rules and stuff. So can you do a red, and then use fine tune controls before? No, you won't be able to because it's okay. because they're actions. So you, like, once you're stressed, you well, can't. Well, it's after you fully execute a maneuver. Like, how do the steps work for that? Unless unless he has pattern analyzer available. Yeah, unless yeah, but I doubt it. I don't think these should be the text line. Doubt it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the uh, oh. yeah, so you won't. Will quite be able to do it that way. I don't know if it was like execute a man. Uh, all the steps of executing a maneuver, I guess, are move, check, pilot, or check uh, yeah, difficulty. Yeah, check, check like difficulty yeah. and okay, or whatever. Yeah. So I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll be able to use it in that way. But you'll be able to take turns where you you do the fine tune controls and and uh, you know you put other up. Who knows what other upgrades you may be able to put on them that that use utilize force tokens or you just use them to for your offense and defense and then you get to do a k turn and you gain two back on a k turn um, um okay so the dial the k turn is a four and a five right yeah and the two and the sloops. sloop is the sloops are two right yeah see i actually think he's gonna be really good next to shaza tl because it doesn't feel like sloop you need to know which direction you need to go yeah like it feels like sloop's one of those ones where you definitely need to know like you can guess wrong and be facing the wrong way yeah like i feel like this i feel like mace windu can use shaza tl's force token to go the right way use that to have arc dodged get a force token back and then have a reasonable chance of shooting because now you're looking at three force tokens yeah you know what i mean like i actually think those two together will be good yeah so so just just the fact that you could you know you could be completely out of force tokens at the end of a round do a k turn and have two of them uh, is mm. you know that's that's just really really good and he has purple maneuvers and a purple lightsaber so that seems thematic <laughs> yeah he's just purple everywhere oh yeah yeah Looks like it was yours. Now, go ahead. No, I was uh, just looking at the spread, by the way, of this pack. Um, comes with the talents uh, upgrades. Uh, that only, the, only that one force upgrade. A couple of missile, uh, but granted, that might be on that the other side that we're going to talk the... about. Starcraft raids. Yeah. yeah. And then astromech. I think the astromech oh, yeah. is obvious. Yeah, astromech's got to um, be on this one. R4 yeah. Astromech on these things, mm -hmm. make them all greens. Those That's actually pretty good. Oh, With yeah. that ability that I was talking about earlier, which was kind of limiting on uh, uh, the one uh, size E10. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you make all your maneuvers blue. Yeah. One and two. Oh, because that's, that's the same that's difficulty. Huge. Yeah. Wait, it makes yeah. all ones and twos blue? blue. Yeah, that's what Wait, does it yes. reduce them or it makes them all blue? Makes uh, reduces, it reduces difficulty. The, difficulty. Oh, okay, so you can't like sloop it. You can't blue. So, sloop. but it would make this. Oh, would it make the sloop, sloop be white? Yes. White. Yeah. Yes. It would make the sloops white. 
Yes, mast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's something right there. Light boner and sure. Jeez. Um, uh no, hold on. Uh, basic maneuvers. Breaking my heart. Oh, Carlos. basic maneuvers. Basic maneuvers. Heart and my I had crank. to look at it. I had to do it before I got to. my heart and my crank. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Wait. Why does it not? Because they have to be basic maneuvers. So. Hard turns, bank turns, straights. Yeah. Just the normal maneuvers, basically. Not, not, oh, okay. Like not anything what that, those are. The, yeah, not anything that involves doing something extra other than gotcha, what the maneuver yeah. just is. Um, right, fair enough. So the other, the other upgrade in here, and actually what we were talking about earlier you know, when we were talking about being able to pull off FTLs and stuff with Obi-Wan and Plo Koon and, and trading tokens around, here's the upgrade, I think, that really makes that useful is the calibrated laser turret. So while you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your bullseye arc, you add uh, a focus result. Now, isn't there another one that just drops your defense and adds an offense? Um, or did Travis lie to me? He lies to me just daily. I'm uh, like, Travis, where are the phones? He's like, soon. Is there? what? Uh, well, I know, I know there's the... He said it was in one this? of the other articles. There was one that like dropped your defense. But oh, there might have been. Yeah, there might have been. I'm probably, I might just keep forgetting it right well, now. I, I think he said it might have even been like the the preview article of this whole. Oh, wave. like the original one, like from yeah. way back. Yeah. Um, now this upgrade is a mod. It's it's a double slot, so it's a it's a configuration and a mod, um, just for the Aether Sprite. So it's the only thing that can take it. But um, being able to double reposition, um, you know, obviously you should be able to get those. You should be able to get. Yeah. You should be able to pull off bullseyes. And just pulling off bullseye and just getting, a, you know, here's your focus, and then having Plo Koon and Obi Wan and those types of ships just being able to hand, you know, hand out the focuses. And I think, you know, this is gonna go. It's like it feels like that's a huge advantage, but it also feels like you absolutely need it. Like I feel like your yeah. damage output requires this. Yeah. I hope this is a cheap upgrade. I think it's gonna be cheap just because it's it's, it's, it's two slots. So I feel like it should be cheap, but yeah. like. Yeah. And it's totally limited to the ship too. Generally, the, the the upgrades that are limited to only one ship are fairly cheap, but. Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, one thing it's I'm learning a little bit uh, more about this ship and everything, and um, from the original article, uh, spoiler, uh, there's also a configuration that adds uh, one attack that reduces agility by one and adds two shields. Oh, so Travis didn't lie to me, he didn't lie to me first time for everything. <laughs> Yeah. Um, actually, so that well, is the, what does yeah, that take up that takes up what slots? Is that uh, the configuration, configuration mod slot? So, uh, as we're just talking about the, that targeting, uh, would take up a configuration slot. If it only has one, that means that you wouldn't be able to take this other. Yeah, thing. yeah. And what's, then, really, what's really sexy about this other one is that it adds an eyeball result, and these all have focused, I'm sorry, all have force tokens. Yeah. Like, the adding an eyeball result all the time when you're like, I'll just literally spend one of these tokens I regenerate every turn to make that a hit. Yeah. That's pretty sexy. Oh, yeah. It's like, good. It's there, not there's bad. One, there's one sneaky card all the way to at the end, which shows a purple coordinate, which I'm, oh. I definitely want to look at. Yeah. Um, these things are synergistic as all balls. Yeah, they're very synergistic. And this ship actually, uh, this next one we're going to look at is actually a really weird ship, and I'm going to point out why in a second. All right. So we got the V-19 Torrent Starfighter. Uh, the first one here is the four initiative kickback. Um, this oh, kickbacks in Jacksonville, by the way, if you ever get a chance to go there. Yeah, kickbacks what? is a great oh, man. bar. <laughs> man, they have something like 40 or 50 taps there. 
really cool like steampunk themed tap room and the food menu is like eight pages long including spaghettios if i'm not to yeah i have spaghettios and, Nutter, and then actual food too yes yeah they have a whole like late night munchies menu we basically did we go to a baron suture fidel one time we did yeah that was good yeah. that was good times so so kickbacks so kickback they're not a sponsor but yeah. if they're listening to this they should be <laughs> So after you perform a barrel roll action, you may perform a red target lock action. So he's got kind of a built-in, uh, you know, basically it's adding in another linked action um, that he doesn't have naturally on his bar. His bar has, uh, the bar for the ship has uh, focus, evade, target lock, and then a barrel roll into a linked evade. That's what I thought was so weird about this. Cause like, so basically you can barrel roll into either a linked evade or a linked target lock. Yeah. That seems like really awkward and weird wording, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's just a way to give him that uh, that extra linked action, essentially. Uh, yeah. These ships have a natural um, two front arc attack dice, uh, two evade, and five hull. I hope these things are cheap as balls. They better be cheap, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of get The dial isn't great. Yeah, yeah, and the dial oh, isn't great. Oh, the dial, too? Yeah, I don't know what was in the dial. Carlos, you looking at the uh, dial, buddy? Yeah, I'm looking at the dial here. It's uh the one hearts are red, uh, the one banks and the one straight is blue, two hearts are white, uh, two banks are white, and then the two straight is blue. It has a two talent roll, uh, three banks are red, and then three straight is, uh, is green, uh, blue. Sorry. And then the it has a three K turn and a four straight. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, not, very similar to a B wing. It's not terrible, but it's not good either. Well, I mean, similar to B wing, but B wings have two K turns, and that's a thing. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. getting the feeling these are going to be kind of ordnance carriers. Um, I think maybe these are the missile like a, boat. Yep. Yeah, that'll be the missile boat for sure. Uh, so the next pilot up is uh, Oddball at a five initiative. I think he's also an odd. Uh, he's also an Arc uh, One Seventy Two, isn't he? Uh, is he? He might be. I don't know. Carlos, our producer, will look that up. Yeah. Oh, look it up right now. So, oh, buddy. Oddball is after you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action. If there is an enemy ship in your bullseye arc, you may acquire a lock on that ship. That's kind of cool, actually. So you can barrel yeah. roll into an evade into a target lock. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. He's five pilot skill. That actually seems really high for what seems like a gimp ship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is essentially like a, a crappy blocker, like you know, low end kind of tie fighter with five pilots. Again. Well, this is where it kind of comes in where, where I, I think these, these guys may end up being the, the missile carriers like this guy, uh, you know, this whole thing of, you know, giving him that free lock. Um, so he can, and, and being able to do it at a higher initiative. How is if he does it, he doesn't get, a, he doesn't get a focus, right? Um, essentially. Yeah. Like he can barrel roll into an evade into a target lock and then not have a focus. Yeah. But then you plow coon him a focus. I guess. Or Obi-Wan? No. Well, how's or, that? Oh, well, no, Obi- Obi-Wan, ha- he has to have a focus already. You would use uh, Plo Koon to yeah. give him a focus. Just do all three of them. You just do all three do of them. Do all yeah. the things. Do all the things. Um, so I'm, not, I, I'm not in love with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know why I'm not in love with it, though? Because this thing looks like the Wraith from StarCraft, and uh, it doesn't <laughs> it does. have cloaking. Yeah. So I don't really understand. If you're going to rip off the source material, you might want to do it right. Yeah. <laughs> it, just to... And talking in strategy terms, though. The oh, thing things is, that matter uh, to X-Wing. Yeah, that's what you're trying to do, ah, Carlos. You're like ah, trying to make this an X-Wing podcast. <laughs> um, uh, one of the key phrases that I've always um, thought about in every single list building phase is burden of execution. And I think 
overall, trying to line up a bullseye is just way too difficult. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to do a barrel roll, basically. Um, so you don't really necessarily want to have to do the barrel roll, evade, and then try to get that target lock. Yeah. Just get the target lock. You know what I mean? Just just, just stop trying to combo this triple action. What, what's weird it. about this whole bear, uh, bullseye arc thing is that it's funny because we talked last week about how they over overcosted large ships. And one of the things I think they didn't take into effect either is that they've put bullseye effects into the game. And it's really super easy to bullseye a large base ship as opposed to like a small based one. Yeah. And I don't think they figured that into the point cost. I was like, oh, yeah, now that you mention it, it's really easy to bullseye like a barn. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. they didn't give them any sort of like points break on that. Yeah. Because like every time I read one of these, like this is going to be really hard against like an arc dodger. But like if you want to like bullseye like an epsilon, shouldn't be that hard. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's almost automatic. Yeah. If you're looking at it, it's probably in your bullseye. So next next pilot up here is uh, Swoop at initiative Swoop, three. There it is. And uh, he is after a friendly small or medium ship fully executes a speed three to four maneuver. If it is at range zero to one, it may perform a red boost action. This seems bad. Let's move on. Yeah, I don't care. Range zero to one, three to four. Like you're. It's very limited. You're flying yeah, very there's, fast there's... and trying to land near him to do <laughs> a red an ability thing has... that re-maneuvers you, which yeah. may not matter. This thing sucks. Anytime an ability has three different limitations on it. Boo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. All right, then we got Axe. Uh, initiative three, Axe. After you defend or perform an attack, you may choose a friendly ship at range one to two in your side arcs, left or right. Uh, if you do, transfer one green token to that ship. Um, I think this is a pretty good ability. Is a target lock a green token? No. No. So you can hand out focus and evade. To- focus and evade, basically. Yeah. I and mean, that's all he can take. So uh, It depends on how you build your list. Because I like it if you can perform an attack. And that attack doesn't roll any eyeballs. And you just wasted your focus. And you can hand it off to somebody else that might use it. Yeah. If you don't have somebody that can do that, I think it's... I think you're going to be like, that's a neat ability, and like use it once every three games, and then be like, why did I waste points on this? Yeah. So, I, I, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Here's the thing. I don't think these guys are supposed to be good. Uh, yeah, they're, these are like, I think they're supposed to be cheap and carry missiles and throw some dice. Yeah. Like, this is the Z95 of, oh, fuck Tucker. Tucker sucks. <laughs> that's a George Carlin <laughs> reference. Yeah. So, next, next ship up is uh, Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> Initiative 2. After a friendly ship at range one to two performs an attack against an enemy ship in your front arc, you may perform a focus action. The worst part is this guy's really good. <laughs> yeah. gave him shit. He's the best of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, that seems pretty good. Uh, yeah, real solid. You can't do that multiple times a turn, can you? Because you only do one. Each action, you only do once per turn. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as yeah. uh, that ship hasn't taken a focus action. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing. You couldn't even do the ability if you had naturally taken a focus action. So, I guess with him, you would never take a focus action. You'd always be taking target locks or evades or or, or maybe the barrel roll linked action thing. Yeah. Not but the barrel lie. roll linked action would prevent you from being able to do this ability anyway. I just gave him grief, but he's probably the best of them. Yeah. Like he actually, he actually. If we're assuming these guys are the missile carrier, like if you don't put. If the missiles aren't in that pack to put on the Chinese store fight, then it's going to get a missile. Yeah. He can get a target lock, and I'd say he can get a pretty dang easy focus token. Yeah. Like, I bet he FTLs better than most things. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good... I mean, he uh, shoots at a low pilot skill, so he has to live through that. Mm-hmm. 
But if they're cheap as I think they probably are, then you probably don't waste shots on him first when there's other targets. Probably not. And if you do, then you're, then yeah, that's probably just as good for for you as anything else to have him getting shot at. But it actually makes sense that he would be a missile carrier because that's the same call sign as Ten Nub. Ten Nub is also blue five. Oh yeah. Um, at least it wasn't the Cypher Star Wars, and he was really good at firing weapons. So. Yeah. You know, maybe. All right. Skip this one. Yeah, we got the generic here. Three pilot skill, blue squadron protector. Um, You guys can read And the other generic, the two initiative, gold squadron trooper. Yeah. So, uh, and that's it. That's the article. That's what's in it. Mm. By the way, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Unknown actress played the part on screen in the original movie. And then for the 2004 DVD version. The scenes of the Emperor were refilmed with Ian McDiarmid. So Palpatine's a woman? There you go. Or oh, he? jeez. Mind blown. Yeah. Wow. That's actually fascinating. Hey, you know what? That's I knew good. that. You knew it. I oh, knew I it. I'm it so bad at X-Wing trivia, uh, Star Wars trivia in general. I'm so bad because I'm like, I like Star Wars. People are like, yeah, do you like Star Wars? I love Star Wars. See, I used to play the Decipher like, Star Wars card game where they like they fleshed out every single character in such obscene detail. Actually, you know what the other one that does that too is the uh, Tales of Mos Eisley Cantina, Tales of the Bounty Hunter, Tales oh, of the yeah. Empire, and stuff like those anthology books. Like flesh out every ridiculously like numpty character yeah. that could ever be there. I, I feel like I used to be much better at Star Wars trivia until they just blew out blew up the extended universe. I, like that was like. That was heartbreaking. It was hard. It was kind of heartbreaking. I mean, I, that was such like a large. They fired a torpedo right down your thermal cared. exhaust port. I only liked the yeah. movies. <laughs> Just like in the well, movies. Well, you were missing out because the old extended universe books were awesome. Actually, do you like Carlos? <laughs> do you like episode one, two, and three? I love episode one. Please tell me you're kidding. I'm off this podcast now, <laughs> aren't I? <laughs> no, 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 but I will expect you to like explain that. Do you actually? Or you're just trolling. Well, I. Okay, right, let me explain. Okay, no, <laughs> no. I'm going to drink my beer and listen. Ep- episode one came out when I was, what, 13, uh, 12 years old? Are I you mean, younger than us? I forget. Yeah, he's a little younger. Oh, jeez. A little uh, bit. I was geez, 12 Rick. years old when episode one came out. You're talking about Darth Maul, young Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn. And we were at 14. Crazy lightsabers, all that stuff. Of course, it was so much better than anything I'd ever seen up to that point because... Up to that point, everything I saw was 20 years earlier, you know? Yeah. So the quality of movie was so much better at the time. Now, over time, I realize, I look back and I go, wow, that movie was not that great. But at the same time, when it first came out, oh, man, it was huge. Two, you know, two things about episode one. Now, uh, here's the funny thing about episode one. I saw it about four times. and I took my mom to go see it, who had never seen any of the other Star Wars movies, right? And I sort of had to defend that movie. I had to be like, well, here's why this is important. Or this, that, and that. I was like, well, is it going to be by itself? I was like, yeah, now that you mentioned it out loud, probably not. And this is like the fifth time I'd paid to go see it. So it was a hard thing for me to say because I didn't have that much money. But years later, my brother pointed out, and he was probably right about this. And don't tell him I said that because you should never tell my brother he was right. But uh, you know what he pointed out about episode one? He said that that is actually a good movie if you take everything in it out of context. He's like, if you look at the pod race just as this random thing that happens, 
it's shot well and it's kind of exciting and it's kind of cool and like the sound is really cool yeah and but you have to take out of context like it's stupid the jedi would be like betting over who owns which slaves yeah like that's that's (laughs) terrible like that's god awful writing yeah it's like and that like the duel of the fates at the end like if you ignore the fact that like this will have no effect on the story whatsoever Exactly. It's a cool yeah. sequence. That, how Darth Maul just basically is completely gone from the series. Yeah. And he was uh, one of the I, most amazing. You know, I've been told he comes back. Steve claims to get spider legs. Robot spider legs. legs. I don't even want to know. <sighs> yeah. But no, like, if you yeah, take out like the battle way, going on, he was on, out of the movie series. Yeah. So basically, yeah. well, one thing I'll say, one thing I will say about the, the prequels, and it was in this, this like, I saw them. You know, obviously when they came out, and I didn't really ever watch rewatch them again. For years and years and years, I never, I never rewatched them. And, I sure, shit, I haven't. And I've I still was, only seen the second one twice. I'm sorry, I've only seen the second one well, once. I saw oh, it deep. Yeah, I'm getting to that. So oh, God. the, you know, the, the the whole idea of Jar Jar, like I think, was such an overriding. Like everybody fucking hates Jar Jar, and like that's all you could ever. Any you ever, he's like, oh, Episode One was the worst because of Jar Jar and blah blah blah. And you kind of gave movie like the, like Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith like a little bit of a pass. Because because they, because they had much less Jar Jar. <laughs> so, but I actually, you know, leading up to Force Awakens, I decided to rewatch all the Star Wars, like all the Star Wars movies in order, like chronologically or whatever. So I, re- I got to episode two, Attack of the Clones. I forgot how fucking terrible that movie is. That is a god awful movie by the way i don't like don't don't even bother rewatching it joe because you'll just well, you're, you're i've gonna, literally seen every star wars yourself. movies at least a half a dozen or more times except that one i literally i saw it in theaters once i fell asleep during a good chunk of it i've never gone back yeah <laughs> like Ep- i don't episode even episode two episode two was the one that i was most excited about like, everybody's like, there's this weird thing where Thepio's in, like, this factory and he gets his head on, like, battle choices. It's like, I have no idea what you're well, talking about. A big, a big problem with that movie is that was the one where they decided to go, like, full CGI. Like, yeah. ep- like it had even more, like, even more CGI than episode one had. And it was so poorly done. Like, I, I, I don't even know what was going through their heads when they were putting oh. some of that stuff but on the But the out-of-context the theory that my brother put forth, one thing he pointed out is, like, but what about, like, that... That stupid thing where they like drive through the center of the planet in the submarine. It was like, if you just <laughs> saw that in like some random B movie you saw in like MST3K or something, he's like, that scene holds up. It's actually a pretty neat scene. It's like shot interesting. It's like there's aliens and you're like, oh, yeah. that's cool. That's neat. Or whatever. It's like, if you took out the fact there's that it doesn't There's always advance, a bigger fish. Yeah, it's like, if it's you took a out good the fact lesson. That, well, I know that's yeah, that's true. The truth is probably moral. I'm, I'm fine with that scene, except for the idea of it of like it going doesn't advance f- the plot at all, and it's stupid. Well, <laughs> and also taking like taking us like an underwater tunnel through the center of the planet. Like it, they didn't have to put that in there. They were like, but if you took it out took, of context, no context at all, you're like, well, it's actually shot pretty neat. There's a yeah. cool ca- creature design there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it holds up a lot better. I don't yeah. Know. I, Fuck. Anyways, and that's enough about the fucking prequel uh, trilogy. <laughs> That's a whole another podcast. Yeah. We should do that, by the way. Yeah, we just we did have a whole podcast. I can get two hall passes a week. Yelling about the prequel trilogy. Um, so <laughs> the other thing, the last thing we wanted to talk about today, just the, our quick little end of the show recap, kind of what's going on, what's coming up. Um, Carlos, what do you got? All right, let's pull up the list. Drum roll, please. I'm prepared. February 9th, um, Cool Stuff Inc. Waterford is holding an extended tournament. Uh, and then the weekend after that, on the next Saturday, is our Get Your Fun On in Melbourne, Florida, Wave 2 thematic tournament. 
don't bring anything but resistance or first order, or else you'll have a bad time. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have a bad As time. In, Can I just wear the suit? Like, are we gonna? We're not gonna stream that, are we? No, uh, no, 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 we're not. We're not going down for that one, Joe. There'll be like six. Not for players, a thematic because everybody's gonna yeah. be like, uh, I don't want to play because I can't fly what I want. Yeah, Carlos claimed earlier today that he's like internet famous. I'm not internet famous, but I'm, I have some notoriety in the Florida community. Because if I really want to have fun at a tournament, I will wear a suit, and yeah. it will be awesome. It'll be like a cheesy, terrible like Reservoir Dogs kind of. Didn't uh, you get it? Didn't you get it from like a like a Goodwill or something? Man, no, that's a, that's a suit I was married in. Really? Yeah, actually, I got married in that suit, and I also used to be. God damn it, Steve. I also used to be Spider Jerusalem at Dragon Con every year. That is the same suit. Okay, well, I mean, you got a lot of use out of it. Man, I really have. More than I ever thought I would. I, I've, I've worn my wedding suit multiple times. So. I'm, I didn't, I'm I didn't buy one. Job. I just rented one. Well, you actually got no, a tux. I, 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 yeah, I bought, I'm yeah. still mad at Steve. He didn't invite me to his wedding. You were you were at the wedding, Joe. Jesus. I was not. <laughs> yeah, you were. Stop lying. You may not remember it because you were drunk, but oh, man, I you do were not there. Remember it? That's for sure. <laughs> uh, well, actually, so what do we got, Steve? We got a uh, we got a quick build tournament on Sunday. Yeah, we got a quick build uh, the the wave two quick build tournament on Sunday here. Uh, cool stuff. The Hype 10th. it. Why is that awesome? You get stuff, don't you? Yeah, there's some stuff. You get the. Um, you get the the extent the alt art uh, quick build cards that come with the kit, uh, which are cool. Um, what are the ones at? in this one? Are they? Oh, I'm gonna quiz me on stuff like that. I yeah, well, you know, just uh, fact checking. Yeah. Uh, well, the last ones were weird because didn't they have things that were like illegal builds? So, yeah. Like, they're really only quick build legal, they're always which is cool. Build. Yeah, that's what the quick builds. They're like a tie are. fighter with a missile or something. Yeah, that's what the the quick builds are. That that's what they use them for is to make like weird illegal things that are kind of interesting to play. Hmm. Um, so there's that, and then you also get the. Um, there's the three missions that you have to accomplish, basically. Aren't and they like play a game? Yeah, they're really be in a game. Yeah, and then have that game like, have a result. I think I think if you I think if you <laughs> I mean, there is something like derpy yeah. like that. Aren't there? I think if you plan it out in a certain way, you can actually accomplish technically accomplish like all three missions in like one game, basically. But it's 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 kind of weird. Anyways, uh, you you accomplish those missions and you get uh, uh, a metal force token. Um, and actually, the neat thing about these ones is they're gold instead of uh, silver, like the That's charge cool. tokens. Do you, do you seriously just get one, though? You get one per mission completion. So, oh, okay. So you get it three. So yeah, yeah. If you so played you a force user, you probably had enough to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And then I those. Like that a lot. And then the kit comes with like a crap ton of those force tokens. So there, there are also prizes in like the thematic tournament and the uh, and the in uh, the the wave championship tournament. So oh, okay. there's a bunch of different ways to get those force tokens. They'll be handed out. It, you know, I, I ran all three of one, all three of them from wave one. So I think I, I ended up with like, I don't know, like eight or nine of those charge tokens. But and for everybody listening at home, because I use all Steve's stuff, that means I also ended up with eight or nine <laughs> yes. of those. Yeah, Joe, Joe also had metal charge tokens. Yeah. Deadbeat. Actually, I am not a complete deadbeat. I did bring beer tonight. Yeah, he did bring beer. That was I great. Wish we drank all of that. Now I have no beer. Oh, man. You can take some 67 home if you want. <laughs> some, some Sam 67. <laughs> so, yeah. That was a very yeah. good year. Yeah. Yeah. So the the last thing I do want to talk about um, is the campaign against cancer. Mm. So the campaign against cancer, in case you haven't heard of it, is um, a charity tournament that is run globally all at the same time on the same day. Um, 
at a at a bunch of different stores. So last year it was I think twenty five locations. I want to say this year they're up to like thirty. And last year was our first, my first year running one, um, and we we ran it here at the cool stuff here in Jacksonville. Um, I think we had thirty three players. Um, it was a great was tournament. A huge turnout. Yeah. yeah, it was a great turnout. It was a great day. Um, everybody had a ton of fun. Carlos, I think you ended up winning it, right? Yeah, it it, it was crazy that in those tournaments. Um, you know, what I mean, you don't really think about winning. Yeah, it wasn't uh, about winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's 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 a you know a charity event. Um, definitely felt proud of that one. Uh, it, it, there was a plaque and everything. I was like, "That's awesome!" So yeah, um, I have the plaque, and I, uh, I'm so happy that I had just gone uh, yeah. to the event, but much less winning it. It was a yeah. So all, a good time. So all the proceeds go to uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, um, and. Uh, the organization that runs it, uh, Twin Sun Charities, they don't, you know, they take absolutely zero money. Like they literally, the only money they use is for just the bare minimum necessities of like making everything function. Um, but every other cent goes to um, goes to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Um, so it's a great cause. It's a great time. Uh, it's a different type of format. It's a pods based format. So uh, it's six rounds. And uh, in the, so in the beginning of the day, you get put into a pod of eight players and uh, you play three rounds in that pod. Then there's kind of like a halftime where the pods get rearranged and uh, based on record. So the better uh, the players who won the most games or won the least games, they get repaired together with like similar, with similar records. So that helps, I think, one, make it so that you're not, uh, you, you kind of get to play with similar players who have similar intent because uh, some people play come with wildly different types of lists some people come with metal lists because they just want to practice they want more practice other people come with like crazy you know whatever ridiculous list they came up with that may or may not be any good but it's fun to play and so it, it you kind of get repaired in the middle of it um to let the serious players kind of go on and do their thing and, and let the the people who are just there to have a good time go on and do their thing so it, it's a great serious players have good time too yeah no i'm not saying that. i'm just yeah i mean <laughs> I we just have a, just, just have a different uh, different type of good time but the um the prize and there's also a, a raffle uh prizes are given out um between every round um, we did the challenge coins again uh i believe so i, I have my challenge coin from last year and that is a really cool one yeah yeah so the prize kit from the last one was Awesome. Yeah, oh there's a ton God, of prizes. So um, Are you guys doing one in in Melbourne, Carlos? Are you coming up to ours? No, we're we're, we're definitely doing uh, going up to Jacksonville. So I I'm not sure. I haven't done the due diligence to look that up, but I didn't really want to compete that close because it's yeah, on the no, same day. Fine. Yeah. So I yeah. wanted to make sure uh, that all, yeah, that's right. You know, if, if Steve's gonna run it, we're gonna obviously support yeah. that. Well, I'm the gonna thing, go ahead and commit Steve, even though he doesn't want to. But like, we're gonna stream that one again. I will do the commentary. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll stream it. And I don't, I, I don't mind doing the streaming as long as I don't have to do the commentary, just because I'm gonna be busy being TO. But nah, you know, I'll handle the commentary. As long as, as long as somebody's there to do commentary for me, I'm fine. Jeez, um, but the. Uh, yeah, so one of the things that I know they try to do with the... Uh, I mean, with me and two sock puppets. <laughs> like, hey, left hand, what do you think about yeah. this? So one of the things I know they try to do with the, with the, the way that they plan where these events are going to be, well, first of all, it's by you know, people who actually apply to do them. And second of all, it, it has to do with geography. So they're not going to put two of them within about... They try to keep like a six-hour driving bubble, essentially, um, be between locations. So that 
um, you're they're not getting too much overlap. They don't want to have a location where only like ten people show up because two hours away there was another one that fifty people showed up to. What what Steve is telling me is that I cannot run this tournament ever. Just come up to ours. Not as long we'll as I keep. Yeah, not as long as I keep signing up for it. I guess, but you know. No, no, for yeah. sure. But I, so, I'm, I'm happy to go up there all the time too. So you have to actually yeah. stay the night there. though this time for the after party. Yeah, it's not well, like a it's gonna be tough, man. If we got the uh, system open the next well, weekend, stay the night. So. And we'll do this. Stay the night, and we'll we can spend uh, Sunday just practicing for the system open. Yeah, yeah we could well, play X Wing or something. Gross. I'll talk to the uh, the boss. Talk to the talk first. to the boss. You tell her to call me, and I will not answer. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> she scares me. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So it's it's a great great event, and um, you know, I just hope everybody makes it out. And uh, we had a really really fun time last year. I think everybody had a good time. We had people come up from Orlando. We had um, Carlos and 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 some of his friends come up from Melbourne. Um, we had some people. I think we had some people from uh, like Palm Beach, maybe. Um, and some people from Georgia. So uh, it was definitely, in a, um, we got a good mix of players, people coming in from from taking the drive and kind of coming in from some distance. So um, it was a super fun time. And we're going to keep talking about this, you know, because it's May 18th. Um, and I'm going to keep kind of talking about it just to keep it in everybody's head um, because it, it's definitely of, of, you know, I run a number of different uh, tournaments here. And it's, it's the one that I really try to promote because it's a great cause and I, I and it's also I just like it because it gets everybody together um people that we don't see as often because they live a little further away so it's it's, it's a good reason to actually drive all up Jackson yeah exactly and, and the fact is, is and that, I can shame uh, them into it yeah and you <laughs> could focus uh, just on a date for anyone that is uh out of our region because uh you know you can look up and see what the closest one uh to you is yeah so so yeah, check out the Facebook page if you if you go to Facebook and search "Campaign Against Cancer." Um, you, they have a Facebook page. They they are po- they post information there about the tournament. Uh, it's still fairly early, somewhat early in the planning process. They have announced all the locations, um, and uh, but they have not put tickets up yet. So tickets should go on sale fairly soon. All the ticketing is done through the Twin Suns Charities website, um, so that there doesn't really have to be any money collected day of. Um, which makes it easier on me and the other TOs because we don't have to be handling a ton of money that we have to somehow get to, uh, you know, we have to get to the charity. Now there is cash donations and stuff that happen on the day of the, the challenge coins are sold day of for cash for cash. So, um, you know, that's, that's the thing that happens, but it, it makes it easier definitely on the TOs not having, having to worry about taking registration money and then also t-shirt money, uh, cause they sell, they pre-sell the t-shirts, through the website um and those get shipped to the store so they're there for you the day of the tournament when you get there but anyways that's all i got um i think that's it guys uh the wife just texted me wondering where i am so we need to wrap this up we need to to wrap this shit up before joe gets in oh no Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right well i love you all like chicken i got a dip (laughs) all right later guys talk to you later dials down bottoms Bottoms up. up bottoms up